This is Rita with Voting Equals Democracy, and today we are talking about the history of voting. You see, voting has had a great historical impact on American society, and it has evolved tremendously throughout the years. Voting in the late 1700s versus voting today is essentially comparing night and day. The two are just so different. A diagram from KQED Media depicts the evolution of voting and how much it has changed over the years. In 1776, voting was only granted to property owners who had to be white Protestant males who were over the age of 21 years old. How absurd! And to further prove that this is plain irony, this was signed in the Declaration of Independence. However, this was altered in 1787 as the U.S. Constitution allowed states to control voting rights rather than the federal government. Once this was enacted, voting rights seemed to change and individuals realized the issues in the system. In 1790, the naturalization law was enacted, which said that free white immigrants can become naturalized citizens. This was another absurd choice by the American government. Once again, societal status was determined by one's race. As I said, civilians saw the flaws in the government and how many were left out of voting due to their gender, ethnicity, race, or economic status. In 1847, women in Seneca Falls, New York, put together the infamous Women's Right Convention. Here, women decided on finding a way to include women in voting. Although there was no immediate change for women, the government recognized concerns and allowed Mexicans in the United States territories to become American citizens under a few circumstances, which included speaking perfect English and having no violent records. This opened up the doors for new change in society, which ultimately sparked all white men being allowed to vote, regardless of their property ownership status in 1856. Women were still writing for their voting rights, however. In 1866, the notable Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony worked to create a way to allow everybody in America to vote. This helped create the 14th Amendment, which was signed in 1868. The 14th Amendment allowed all males to vote, opening up doors for prior slaves. However, voting was still controlled by state government, so there was still racism for African Americans and their abilities to vote. To combat this issue, the United States Constitution included the 15th Amendment in 1870. This banned states from discriminating against voters because of their race or ethnicity. However, state governments still found ways to discriminate against voters through loopholes, including poll taxes, literacy tests, violent methods, and Jim Crow laws. Of course, women were still fighting for their right to vote. In 1872, Susan B. Anthony tried to vote, however was later arrested. On top of women not allowed to vote, in 1876, the Supreme Court stated that Native Americans were excluded from the 14th Amendment, which denied the right to vote. When would the racism and bigotry stop? The Chinese Exclusion Act in 1882 was passed, which denied the Chinese from becoming American citizens and voting. Luckily for the Native Americans, the 1887 Dwaz Act was enacted. However, there was a twist. Native Americans could become American citizens if they removed themselves from their tribes. Women's voting rights were finally getting somewhere, however. In 1890, Wyoming allowed all women to vote. Then, in 1920, the 19th Amendment was enacted and women were finally allowed to vote in state and federal elections. Yay! For the Native Americans, the 1924 Indian Citizenship Act was passed. 
This allowed Native Americans to become citizens. However, many states worked around that and still denied Native Americans from voting. This state loophole was later removed in 1947, when states were required to give all Native Americans the right to vote. In 1961, the 23rd Amendment was enacted. This said that anyone who lived in Washington, D.C. would be allowed to vote. The civil rights movement, starting in 1963, attempted to combat the issue of literacy tests, poll taxes, violence, and other tactics used against African Americans in an attempt to vote. This affected the Voting Rights Act to be passed in 1965, which stopped voting discrimination, which a federal government influence. In 1971, the 26th Amendment said that the new voting age would be 18 rather than 21. This was passed after the Vietnam War protests, as many felt that it was unjust that they could go fight in a war but not vote. Another change made in the voting system was altering the Voting Rights Act to expand languages on ballots and voting materials. This allowed many to vote, regardless of their preferred language. Also, voting was expanded to those with disabilities as the government worked with disability agencies to assist those in need. In 2000, it was declared that those in the United States territories of Puerto Rico, Guam, the American Samoa, and the U.S. Virgin Islands were denied the right to vote. This has caused great controversy recently and has been questioned by many society members. Also, another debate in the voting world has regarded felons and if they should have the right to vote. Although this varies by state, this has been questioned on a national level and has been a large topic in recent presidential debates. The most recent voting change was the enactment of the Help America Vote Act, which has done many things including expanding voting to those with disabilities and increasing computerized voting. To break down all of this information, voting has changed a lot. This is validated by the large expansion of voting. At first, only white males with property could vote. Now, many more can vote, including women and African Americans. These changes have greatly impacted society in many positive ways. Time after time, voting has been proven to be our voice and our democracy. Many feel that voting is their only chance to express their opinions of America. People rely on voting in an attempt to fix flaws in society. Thankfully, many doors have opened to include larger populations in voting. Now, what do you know about voting statistics? It turns out that these numbers behind voting are quite interesting. And I never thought I would say that because I'm one who hates numbers and hates math. But tune into the next episode to find out. Thank you.